Good evening, people, and welcome aboard the night train with Henry and Jeff. Sit back, have yourself a cocktail, and come on aboard and listen to stories of the supernatural and beyond. Tonight, we have a special guest. This is a hometown boy from Long Island with me. I've known Billy since 19... since the 70s. It's been a while. 72. 1972. 1972. Wow. <laughs> that's, a long, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. And we actually still remain friends. I don't know how the hell we did it. I don't remember either. <laughs> so did we, you boys go, we were go to... Those little we were playing with those little toy soldiers. <laughs> so you guys went to school together and yes, all that? Yes, yes we did. We were also in yep. Boy Scouts together. Oh, okay. Cool. Now, tonight we are going to start discussing... Haunted Long Island. And there are so many stories out there. It goes from the beginning of Long Island, from tip to tip. Just the tip? Just the tip. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we have a cocktail. We, gotta, we always have to talk about the cocktail. Don't we, Henry? Yes, we do. And Paige, this is a delightful, uh, uh, a very good one. It is called... Demon's Blood. And tell us all about Demon's Blood. Well, he looks a little anemic right now, be honest. It's uh, got some dark rum. Uh -huh. using crack and spice rum tonight. And it's got cranberry juice, simple syrup, and some lime. Shake yeah. it together, strain, garnish with raspberries. And I'm serving yeah. ours tonight in some little laboratory flask because I'm actually in the lab. That's what I do. Make, that's my day job. Paige is a lab technician. Right. So, the, no, these did not come out of my lab. Don't worry. Because, no, you wouldn't want those. <laughs> yeah, Before we get started, I got one rule of thumb. We always have to get supplies for our cocktails for the evening. Or sometimes we get our dinners. I have to learn not to go to the supermarket high. Yes. But that would be helpful, I imagine. It's like going to supermarket hungry. You don't do it. No. <laughs> I was intrigued by the supermarket. Oh, God. That's why it took you so long, huh? I could not find the juice. Oh, jeez, Henry. I bet you found a bag of chips, though. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I just want to let you folks know that we are having a great show tonight. Again, Billy is going to tell us all about the Amityville Horror House. His experience is walking through that house. That's going to be interesting. And um, so, Billy, what, uh, what was the, uh, the reason for you to walk through these uh, haunted places? I'm a plumber. I've um, been doing plumbing on the island for 40 years. That's and a good reason to go. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they had called me into the house. I've done uh, several jobs in that house, but there's nothing like the first time I stepped foot in that house. Tell us. Um, well, it, it, it was kind of weird because I got to know the people very well because they were good friends with my boss, and they were sweet, sweet people. And you hear the stories, you've seen the movies, and Halloween around the Amityville Horror House has always been um, somewhat of an experience because 
um, people line up with tripods and, and they set up cameras and they take pictures in front of the house. And it's, I could imagine how it must be to the people who own the house. But let's get to my story. The first time I did work in the house, uh, there was a, an issue with the toilet on the second floor. Oh, and uh, well, about what year was that then? I'm going to say it was probably late 80s, 89, 90, 91 in that time frame. Uh. So I had stepped foot in the house, met the homeowner. She brought me upstairs to the bathroom, explained to me what was wrong with the toilet. And it didn't bother me so much right away because I was having conversation with the homeowner. I went back out to my truck to get my tools and whatever parts I needed. When I went back into the house, there was nobody else upstairs. It was just me. And as I'm walking up the house, there was an eerie, eerie feeling that just took over me. And it suddenly, everything got really cold and really quiet. And I couldn't help but stop as I was walking up the steps. Um, And the first thing that came to my mind was, wow, this guy DeFeo came home after a night of drinking went into the house while everybody was sleeping and shot everybody um, in their beds as they were sleeping. And here I am walking into the master bedroom where DeFeo supposedly killed his parents. And the feeling that it was just, I don't know how to explain it. You have to be there to feel it. Um, There was a part of me that tried to be very professional to fix the toilet and get out of here as quickly as I can. But there was a part of me that wanted to absorb what I was feeling to the point where I felt so uncomfortable that I had to move forward. It was just an eerie feeling to know that there were people killed in cold blood in that house uh, and, on that very night. And did very, you feel, did you feel like that uh, like you were that you were being washed, or was it just like a feeling down in your stomach that hey, something's not right here? Oh, it was just deep down in my stomach. Um, like I said, the whole house was extremely quiet, which was weird because when I first stepped into the house, uh, the homeowner was there with the, the two kids downstairs and kids were running around and doing their thing. And, you know, the five minutes that it took me to go out to my truck and get my tools and come back into the house, the house got suddenly really quiet. And I just thought that to be weird. And it felt like the house dropped in temperature 15 20 degrees it got cold it got chilly mm. and then it was just weird feeling took over me and i'm like this is really creepy you know as i'm fixing the toilet i'm looking over my shoulder looking over my shoulder looking i spent more time glancing over my left shoulder as i was fixing the toilet i couldn't wait to get out of there right. so it was it was i knew there was some presence there i didn't know what it was but it was it didn't didn't sit well with me and so the the um, were you at like in the uh, upstairs uh, bathrooms or is it like all over the place? It was a master bedroom bath. Okay. Yeah. And you had a what did you have to do there? Did you have to? I I, I had to uh, fix the toilet. There was parts inside the toilet that had to be fixed. The repair didn't take me more than fifteen twenty minutes, but it felt like an eternity. Because it felt like, for Pete's sakes, it felt like it was, the house was getting colder the longer I stayed in there. I don't, I don't know if it was me or if there was a presence that was getting stronger, but I wanted to get out of there as quickly as I could. Did it look like the original um, toilets and sinks? Because I remember that they were talking about, you know, the uh, the family after. They were talking about that, you know, uh, dark 
some kind of dark substance was oozing from the toilets and even the sinks. Well, at the time I had done work in the house, you know, from from the time the DeFeo incident to the people that lived in the house when I was there, there was probably four or five homeowners and most of the house had been renovated. So when I was there, everything looked kind of normal. Um, just the eerie feeling that I got that there was a presence and everything got really cold and quiet was bone chilling, literally. And so did you didn't see any of the, the flies like what it was portrayed in the movie? No, no, nothing like that. Just uh, kind of a dark... Uh... No, Jody the pig did not come out and say hi to him. Okay. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Still, that's got to be a creepy feeling, though, to... Yeah, it definitely was. To know the what the, the place is all about and then, you know, have, having to work in, inside of it, too. And yeah, and then I then there was another time when I had done work in the basement, and uh, I was looking for the staircase. You know, the scene behind the staircase. And, oh, the the red room. Yeah, so I, you know, I had gone down the stairs, and I was definitely afraid to go down those steps. But I went down there with, you know, the homeowner. I was trying to trick the homeowner to like, oh, you want to show me where the boiler at? Because uh, I'm not sure. Oh, you know where it is, Joe. I'm like, ah, okay. you want to go down there with me and show me? And it was all open. There was nothing behind the staircase. Literally, it was all open. So that was something that was, it was just more my mind playing tricks on me at that point. Um, and then I was put at ease. But the first time in that house, boy, ooh, I, I, feel, I feel it now like I felt it back then. It wow. was just, yeah. Just a very yeah. dark presence. Yeah, definitely was something there. Absolutely. And so... um when you work, when you were working, you felt the temperature differences and just felt uncomfortable. Um, did you eventually finish your work? Oh yeah, I finished the toilet, uh, finished the repair on the toilet, and I got the homeowner to sign the ticket, and I get out of there as quickly as I can. I wasn't in the house more than a half hour. Oh wow! And a half hour just it just kind of affected you that much. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was being professional, Jeff, and finishing his job. <laughs> I tried to be very professional and get out of here as quick as I could. Wow. Professional yeah, but, and efficient. There was, uh, um, Henry, should I tell him about the other incident? I oh. wasn't too professional that time. Oh, know. absolutely. All right, there was, there was another situation. This is a couple of years earlier, probably around 86. I had done a service call out in uh, Brentwood, Long Island. And um, I knocked on the door. And a homeowner invited me in. He goes, oh, I think I have a water heater that's leaking downstairs. As I'm walking through the house, it was a cape, relatively small-sized cape. In the living room, there was a little playpen and a little baby bouncing up on the playpen. And, you know, I passed comment, oh, what a cute little baby. And I walked in through the kitchen. The homeowner's like, go downstairs. The door is open into the boiler room. I think my water heater is leaking. So I went down there. I confirmed it. It was definitely a leaking water heater. I went back upstairs, told the homeowner, how much it was going to cost him. And then I had to run and pick out, pick up a water heater and an assistant to help me with it. He said, no problem. I come back to the job later on. It could have been a half hour, could have been 45 minutes, could have been an hour, whatever it was. I came back. As I'm walking through the house with my assistant and the water heater, we didn't have a hand truck. We were young, young guys at the time. We were carrying the water heater. 
using the hot and cold tappings on top as handles, and my buddy was using the bottom legs as handles. You have a bus then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so the homeowner passed comedy goes, whatever you do, do me a favor. This, at the base of the stairs, there's a door on the right. Whatever you do, don't open it up. I've got cats in there. I don't want them to come out. All right, no problem. As we're walking down the steps, the landing at the bottom of the steps. So as you get to the bottom of the steps, the landing is like two feet wide. There's a concrete wall in front of me. There's a door to the left, door to the right. So you got two decent-sized guys on a water heater. How are we going to finagle this? So I snuck my butt in between the door that I wasn't supposed to open up and the water heater, and I opened up the door and I swung it open from behind as my assistant grabbed the door behind him and opened it up. So I grabbed the top of the water heater, leaned back into the room that I wasn't supposed to be in because I totally forgot what he told me. Mm. And as my helper went to pick up the legs, pick up the base of the water heater and carry it into the boiler room, I looked to my left and there was a mural I'm going to be a little graphic, and if I offend, I apologize. There was a hand-painted mural of a um, an altar. Um, on the altar was a naked woman being sacrificed. She was getting cut open. Mm-hmm. And there was four guys surrounding her. They were naked as well, except they were wearing masks of Satan. Hmm. I turned to my left some more, and there was a gigantic pentagram painted on the floor, probably a five-foot-wide pentagram. There was a lot of black velvet capes and, 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 and what looked like drapery hanging everywhere. There had to be a thousand candles half burnt. The windows to the outside were painted black. It was an extremely scary, scary, scary situation. Yeah. Um, I dropped the water heater. <clears throat> I was not. I was not professional. <laughs> I dropped the water heater, and um, I think I grew wings. That's how fast. <laughs> I was. You flew out. And it only took a minute for my assistant to realize what he saw, and he was right behind me. I think he flew up the stairs, blew by me, and busted out the front door of the living room before I had a chance to do anything. The homeowner's yelling at us. I told you not to go into my basement. He's yelling at us and screaming at us. And I had to explain to my boss why I wasn't going to go back into the house and why I wasn't going to install the wood heater that I left in the guy's basement. What I felt that day was definitely something that was, well, what I visually saw was not cool. What I felt was something beyond your wildest imaginations. It was definitely not a healthy place to be spiritually. It was definitely not a good place. Sounds like it. Um, that was one incident. There was another incident a few years later, probably about 20 years later. I go knock on the door. <clears throat> a woman cracks the door open. She says, oh, can you do, do me a favor? Wait a minute. Let me put my dog away. I said, okay, no problem. She puts the dog away. She opens up the door. Very lovely young lady. She goes, oh, thank you so much for coming. My uh, my dad and my boyfriend, they've been trying to fix this, install this vanity all weekend long. They've got so many leaks. My father just left me a <laughs> check, and he said, just fix it. Okay, great. So as we go to the top of the stairs, I'm following her up. She turns around, I glance at her, and she's got a tattoo of a pentagram on her chest. Okay. Oh, wow. 
And I said, oh, that's interesting. I says, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. If I'm out of line, please tell me so. And, you know, and, and then I'll just shut up. She goes, no, go ahead. What's, in, what's, what's your question? I says, why do you have a pentagram tattooed to your chest? And she looked at it. She goes, oh, she goes, I'm a witch. And I says, by personality, by religion, but I don't get it. What do you mean you're a witch? She goes, no. She says, you're a Catholic. You have a cross around your neck with Jesus on it. She goes, you were baptized at birth. I was wickened at birth. I'm a witch. Okay. So I says, okay, that's, now I'm feeling a little uneasy and I'm, and I'm not, not feeling very well right now. <clears throat> she goes, you know, there's a lot of us out there. There's more than you can possibly imagine. Um, we have seances, you know, we do all these kind of things. I says, you're into Satanism. She goes, well, it's a little harsh, but yeah, to a certain degree, more about stars and planets. And, and I says, and Satan, she goes, yes, Satan. I says, okay. She goes, um, you know, it's funny. She says, my dad's also a high priest. And I'm like, this is really freaky. This is mm. freaking me out. So I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable. Um, I, turn to go pick up whatever tool I was going to use at that point. I don't remember. I stopped for a brief moment and I turned back and I says, I promise this is going to be the last question. She goes, go ahead. I says, does your father have a mural painted on the wall downstairs in the basement? Her jaw dropped. She says, you've got to be kidding me. Are you the plumber that left the water heater? Oh no. Oh, she was the girl who was in the playpen. I went back to the same house 22 years later. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. You want to talk about, you know, Twilight Zone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, the, the craziest thing about that whole episode, she was really nice about it. She was very understanding. I said, I hope you understand. I really don't feel comfortable working here. She goes, no, I totally understand. You're free to leave. As I went down the stairs, I was very calm and very collective, okay? As I was walking down the stairs, um, it was as if somebody had turned on a high-powered fan and mm. blew an enormous amount of cold air right up the stairs, right by me. Interesting. Wow. And as quickly as it came on, it came off almost, and I almost felt as if like somebody, something brushed by me. And then I heard her behind me say, Ooh, that wasn't necessary. Like she was talking to somebody. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, uh, now I picked up my pace a little bit and I got out of the house a little bit quicker. It's like she had a little familiar working with her. So I'm like, this is really freaky. So yeah, I've had my run-ins with some pretty eerie, um, crazy stuff over the years. Um, but those are my three top, top ones. And so, um, your, uh, your, uh, religion and beliefs are the, uh, in the Catholic church. Yes. And you still, uh, you still practice those beliefs today? Very much oh, so. Ab absolutely. I'm a Eucharistic minister. I get involved okay. with different ministries at my church, yes. And do you get uh, do you get any other, like, uh, not really reports, but people, you know, talking about this kind of thing? I've, I've had a recent run-in with somebody um, uh, to protect his... Uh, it's... it's 
too soon. It was somebody I came across with on the job. He actually wore a pentagram around his shirt, around his necklace, uh, on his necklace. He wore a pentagram. And um, I asked him, I says, what is that? That looks like a pentagram. And he goes, what is it to you? Like, I don't know, you're the one wearing it. And I just wanted to ask you a question. I says, you know, if you're out, if you're out there displaying it, you think you want to talk about it. No, well, yeah. I don't have to answer any of your, your effing questions. And he turned away from me and it turned out, we found out to a few other people that he walked into a particular customer's house and he saw a cross hanging on the wall and he refused to work in the house because he said they're into God and, and I can't handle it. I can't be around that. So there's, there's a lot of weirdos out there. <clears throat> yeah, it seems like, um, you know, they want to keep their, uh, their uh, I guess, beliefs kind of hidden. I, I don't know, it's kind of strange when you got to keep your, uh, your beliefs hidden from, um, you know, people around you. It just seems a little bit nefarious because usually... You know, if somebody asked you like I did, you know, are you a Catholic? And you were like, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, a minister man. too. I'm proud of it, absolutely. Yeah, so so that dude just seemed like uh, he was keeping it kind of on the download and didn't want to talk about it. May I? Because I, I, you know, it, I, I firmly believe that they know they are of the minority. May I and interject? A lot of people in the um, pagan religions, or faiths, are going to call it, keep it on the download. Because yeah. there is a stigma attached to it, and they will feel like they get attacked. Yes. So they don't. If, they, if you want to ask some questions about it, they will. They will answer, but as long as you're respectful of them, they will respect you. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it just seems like in nowadays the way uh, you know every everybody's more open about their beliefs and their religions that. Uh, Pagan or not, that you you know, you'd be uh, unless it was some some something nefarious, like I said. Why would you be so ashamed of it to not? I mean, what I said. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna wear a necklace with the, with this gigantic pendant hanging from it. You would right. think you'd want to. You'd be proud of it. You want to discuss it. You know. Yeah. I guess not. But that's all right. That's good because at least I know about it. The better off I am. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like wearing a you know. A, your favorite uh, sports team's hat and someone will come up and ask you about it or talk to you about it and you're just like, oh, no, no, no. I, I keep no, that I don't to want myself. To talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah, I, I kind of found that. Well, yeah, I keep threatening to get a pentagram tattooed on me. Listen, <laughs> I've, had, I've had other episodes. I, I, I've been to customers' houses where there's, you know, where there's a, uh, uh, I, I can even send Henry a picture right now as soon as I get off the phone with you and to show you. I, I went to one house not too long ago. Um, there was a picture of uh, upside-down crosses with, that are bleeding. And uh, I have another picture where there's uh, a picture of a porcelain, uh, an old-fashioned porcelain container that's full of chopped-up um, chicken feet. Freshly killed, chopped up, all loaded with blood and everything, blood splatter. And this is in the same house with a candle next to it with Satan on it. I mean, I, you know, I'm in people's houses every day, and the stuff I see, I can write a book on. And my wife says I should, but as you should, that sounds like a little black magic going on. Yeah, that sounds pretty. No, there's a lot of black magic, and there's a lot of up in Long Island. There are a lot. 
Well, listen, you got Katie's Pub in Smithtown, which is a well-known um, haunted um, facility. You got the Kings Park Psychiatric Center. I, I go I go metal detecting sometimes, and I was up there one day, and I saw these two kids, not kids, young adults, they're hanging out. They got backpacks, and, you know, they're walking around, and I struck up a conversation with them. You know, they were kind of like a little apprehensive, and I'm like, uh, is it true this place is haunted? And they're like, uh, they both look at each other, and they're like, uh, yeah. And their eyes lit up like, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, uh, we, we, we try to find this supernatural in here. So, you know, and, the, and they were telling me stories, like uh, noises and hallways, underground tunnels, and things dropping and things breaking. And I'm like, all right, this is a little too much for me. I'm out of here. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, the one thing about King's Park I hold dear to my heart is... Were you a patient there? No, my mother worked there and saved my (laughs) sister. (laughs) I go VA all the way, girl. Okay. That's probably even more scary. I wouldn't be surprised if you were a patient there. (laughs) No, his mom worked there. Oh. Right, Henry, your mom worked there. Yes, right? she did. She was a medical transcriptionist or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, my sister was an RN over there. Oh, it's in the family. Yeah, it kind of became the family business. And then they started swapping percadets. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, what other scripts they could get. Billy, have you been to the to the area where the where uh, where Montauk is? I've been out to Montauk, but just to the lighthouse, I haven't really done much out there. I just went out there, did a one-day trip. I, I think I've been out there twice my entire life, believe it or not. It's only about 115 miles from my house, so no, I haven't been out there much. It sounds it's Yeah, because I was going to say, it sounds like an interesting place because... Montauk is very haunted. Yeah. And yeah. It's, uh, I've heard that uh, strange, Stranger Things was based on the, uh, the Montauk base. Well, it's the old Montauk Hotel, I believe, that they said was haunted, too. I don't know if it's still there. Maybe that is what they're talking about. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about because of the uh, some of the uh, military um, experiments and... Um, Are you talking just... Plum Island? Huh? You're talking about Plum Island. Plum Maybe Island. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Plum Island, is, Plum Island was, uh, was uh, a scientist lab. Okay. Sent sent to do tests on uh, animals, laboratory animals, and stuff like that. They, mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen, there's a there. You know, you hear stuff. I, I don't know. I've never been at the Plum Island. It's just restricted island. You can't go out there. The closest thing I got to Plum Island is is the book I read, Plum Island, by uh, by that guy over here who wrote the book who lives on the island. What's his name? I can't think of his name. Anyway, Plum Island's a good book. Ah. So when um, when you were younger, did you uh, read about the, the Amityville Horror and see the movie too, or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Joe, do That's you remember when they used to have yeah. excerpts, uh, Billy? When they had excerpts of Plum uh, uh, of the Amityville Horror in the Daily News. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah, well, I mean, people listen. That live there, live in, you know. The news media is on their doorstep, and people were driving by just to go take a picture of it. I'm like, that has to be. 
they've tried to they've tried to change the number of the house they've tried to change the windows in the front of the house just to give it a different look yeah let's face it the overall roof structure of the house is the roof structure of the house and that's what gives it away right the only thing they would have to do to eliminate that is to actually knock the house down and restructure a new whole new house you can't go contemporary because it doesn't fit the, the motif in the area everything is old you know, 200-year-old, 150-year-old, you know, colonial. Right. So, so you'd have to re, re, redesign the whole house, change the number of the house, and people are going to drive by and like, where is it? I thought it was over here. No, that's not it. It can't be it. That doesn't look like it in the movies. It doesn't look like it in the book. But if you look at the house now, it looks exactly like it does in the book. Yeah, I think exactly there were a couple windows that didn't change, but yeah. that was it. I was like... Well, it's... the windows and, the, and now it's got siding. That's yes. It. <laughs> it's still the same house. Yeah. It's still the same house. The boathouse is still there, you know. Man. So is there some? Is there a family living in it now? Yes, there is. Yeah, yes, there is. Oh. Are they having any problems, or they're just? Oh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't done work in the house in years, 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 years. The people that I knew that worked in the house had moved out. It went through huh. several ownerships, didn't they? Didn't it? Oh, I think they're up to since DeFeo. I think we're up to seven or eight, maybe more homeowners since then. Right, because they, they, they move in, they move out, for whatever reason. It's like the Lutz family, I don't even think, lasted a month. Right. Yeah, you know, the sad thing is, you know, like, when, when you know, we used to, we used to, I used to go check a treatment on that block because my boss used to live on that block, and, hmm. you know, and I got to know a lot of the customers really, really well, but I'll never forget the amount of commotion that went on around that house around Halloween time. Like I feel bad for people that live here. Yeah, you just want to make you know, sure your kids have candy. Right. I yeah. had to on Halloween. I had to leave the house. If I was them. I said to dark out the house and we're getting out. Once yeah. myself for Halloween night. Yeah. So did you get candy at the Amityville house? Um, I don't believe we went to the house. Okay. Yeah, I don't believe we went there. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, no. And I don't know if I'd want to get candy from there anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. Or if I did, I'd just like, uh, go to the or something. Say thank you. Crying out loud. And give it to your worst enemy? No. <laughs> the one thing is, uh, Ocean Avenue over in Amityville where the house is on, uh-huh. it's a lovely neighborhood. Right. Oh, it's a beautiful neighborhood. Hey, Henry. Yes. You remember, remember the old uh, windmill? Absolutely. You remember the two people that lived there? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. The caretakers. <laughs> caretakers. Uh, what did we call them? Aunt Tessie and Crazy Joe or something? Yes, like that? it was Tessie and Crazy Joe. <laughs> right. We tormented them. But the funny thing is, we always thought that little house back there was haunted in its own little way. Remember? Yeah. You're talking the gatehouse. Yeah. Yeah. What made it, what made you, was it just creepy looking to where you it thought was it was It was very creepy looking. Oh, it was extremely creepy looking, bro. It's just yeah. like, you know, here we are in, in 70s, you know, the, the mid to late 70s, and everything is modern day 70s, and then you look behind our houses, and there's this old farm <clears throat> from, you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s, and everything is just like overgrown, and, you know, the, 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 
the caretaker house hasn't been worked on in 50 years and there's uh, like tumbleweeds everywhere oh, and you got this lighthouse in the background and well know, give I, a little I, light I, on I that though look. it was the barone farm which is part of the singer sewing company okay and i mean this is totally off base they used to run bootleg from LaSalle Military Academy and ditch the, the liquor in the tunnels that were over by the farm. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Like bootleg in Long Island? Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was just a Southern thing. No. This is Prohibition. <laughs> oh, yeah, Prohibition. So yeah. They, they came in and they knew what they were doing. But one of the coolest things I used to do as a kid growing up over there was <clears throat> I used to lay down in my backyard and on a, on a cool uh, summer night with the stars and you just lay down on your back and, and you stare up at this gigantic windmill that's probably hasn't spun in over a hundred years. And right then, remember how eerie that thing looked all by itself? Oh yeah, with the ram's like heads? There was oh. a belt of ram's heads that went around. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And it, it had to be, how tall was it? It had to be a couple hundred feet tall. Yeah. It was huge. And when I, in our Boy Scout troop, we were going to try to repel off of that at one time. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. He was a gung-ho scoutmaster. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, little boys repelling off on a ram's head. And then the next weekend, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go uh, sleeping at the Amityville house. Right. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just... Billy, I want to thank you again for helping us out with your stories. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. Yeah, it was great to meet you, Billy. I appreciate uh, you taking yeah, the time it was, to... It was uh, my pleasure. I'm glad I was able to... Uh, first time I've ever been on a podcast. I enjoyed it. Oh, you're, you're, Guys, you're, so you're no longer a virgin. Good. Yeah, there you go, and it was a great experience. Listen, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy your cocktails, and uh, we'll t we'll touch base again. All right. Thank all right. you. All right. Thank you, Billy. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Take care. Now I have got to tell you. Oh, tell us something. I went out with Walter. No. Yeah. The Cajun Walter. The Cajun Walter. My boy, my homeboy. Your homeboy. And we went to a Confederate cemetery that there's over 250 bodies laid to rest. Are they marked graves or there's... Half of them are marked. Half of them are not. Mm, okay. And uh, Walter is a very, very avid ghost hunter. Yes, he is. And I was out there... And we were only there for about 20 minutes. And how many EVPs did you get? Like 10, 12? Uh, about yeah. 15. Yeah. Hmm. A lot. And two of them were in French. Hey, you know. And Walter answered back in French. Hey. And so with that said, it was just unbelievable. That's okay. And we wanted to go out there one day with our little cameras or devices. Oh, we are definitely going to go out there with all of our all of our toys and go play and see if we can get some stuff. Absolutely. What time is it uh, shut down? Uh well, the one thing is it's it goes from dawn to dusk. Um, is it gated? 
It's gated, but there is no lock on the gate. Ah, even better. <laughs> so what I was thinking is... We'll probably have cameras, though. We'll, we'll be there. We'll just kind of show up. <laughs> One thing that was really fascinating... Right. Towards the end of the session, uh-huh. an EVP came on and said, please don't go. That's interesting. I said, wonder why. They alone? They need to, they need, do they need help? What? Oh, I know they need help. Yeah. Probably a lot. You got like over 100 bodies out there that are unmarked. Ugh. They probably feel very forgotten. They feel very forgotten. And I'm telling you, kids, when they were speaking French to us, that creeped me out. Well, they, like he's like Walter was saying when we were talking to him, that some of these people probably came from the Louisiana regiment. So he also picked up one of the names and started researching it. And find anything? They may be kin. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. So, uh, how do they? How do you? How do you figure that they might be kin? Is it just the, na- the name? Excuse me. The, the name. name. The name. It might be the. It may be the birthplace. What's his? Well, we don't want to do his last name. No. So, with that said, I just want to say, guys, have a great night, and definitely stay weird. Stay strange, like the rest of us. All right. Thank you again. Thank That's my music this time. Yay! <laughs>